it's a pleasure being here again, brethren, and uh, Happy New Year, as we are now in 2024. We give God all the glory and all the thanks for actually waking us up this morning where we are able to see another year. So, brethren, we might have those that have lost loved ones in 2023. Um... You have been blessed for 2024 for seeing it. So, if you have not made that step and accepted Jesus Christ in your life as Lord and Savior, you have the time now to do so. Because brethren, as I've always shared, Jesus Christ will be returning and he will be returning soon. So, I know in 2023... My last segment was done on fornication, right? Where I spoke about it was only God-approved, Christ-endorsed ground for divorce and remarriage in the Jewish traditions during the time of Jesus Christ. So, brethren, although we are in a new year, I'm still going to continue my segments on divorce and remarriage, right? Um, so today... The topic will be, why then was divorce and remarriage allowed for almost any reason under the first covenant? Right? So all scriptures will be read from me in the King James Version Bible, as that's my preference, my reason, because some of the scriptures have been altered and changed in the modern versions. Right, brethren? So I'll start. So my question to start will be, why then was divorce and remarriage allowed for almost any reason under the first covenant? Now, if fornication is the only Christ-approved ground for divorce and remarriage under the Jewish tradition, why did Moses permit a man to divorce his wife for almost any reason. So I'll read that again, brethren. Now, if fornication is the only Christ-approved ground for divorce and remarriage under the Jewish tradition, why did Moses permit a man to divorce his wife for almost any reason? That's my question. And my explanation on that reason should be suffice, should be understandable for where persons will be able to grasp why Moses permits a man to divorce his wife for almost any reason. So the answer is as follows. So this following explanation should help you to understand the reasons for that Moses' divorce and remarriage amendment found in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 1 to 3. So, reason number one. Divorce and remarriage was allowed under the first covenant, commonly called the Old Testament, chiefly because of hard-heartedness on the part of the Jewish husbands 
who pressured Moses into amending the original marital code of Genesis chapter 2, verses 23 to 24. This fact can be verified by reading Matthew chapter 19, verses 78, or Mark chapter 10, verses 2 to 4, and verses 6 to 9. Now, my second reason is as follows. Their hard-heartedness made them intolerant of their wives. Proof of this fact can be gleaned by reading the following quotes from Deuteronomy. And that quotes go like this. When a man had taken a wife and married her, and it come to pass that she find no favor in his eyes, because he had found some uncleanness in her, then let him write her a bill of divorcement, and give it in her hand, and send her out of his house. Verse 2. And when she is departed out of his house, she may go and be another man's wife. So I just read from Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 1 to 2. So brethren, what I just shared describes the ease with which a man under the first covenant could have legally put away his wife. Now it was doubtlessly that easy divorce and remarriage amendment that was in the minds of the Pharisees when they questioned Jesus on this divorce and remarriage issue. As we read in Matthew chapter 19 verse 3 and Mark chapter 10 verse 2. As can be seen by Jesus' reply, he totally abolished that liberal amendment for all times as Matthew chapter 19 verses 3 to 6 and Mark chapter 10 verses 2 to 12 states. Now my third reason should help you to understand the reason for that Moses divorce and remarriage amendment found in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 1 to 3. So my third reason states, divorce and remarriage was also allowed under the first covenant because that covenant was destined to be replaced by the new or second covenant. This point, brethren and online listeners, can be found by reading John chapter 1, verse 17, Galatians chapter 3, verse 19, Hebrew chapter 7, verse 12, and Hebrew chapter 8, verse 13. That clearly substantiates my statement. Now, since the first covenant, also called the law, was parenthetically in nature, that is to say, it was subject to be amended when those unholy Israelite husbands demanded that the original marital code of Genesis chapter 2, verses 23 to 24, be adjusted. God allowed Moses to liberalize the original marital matrimonial code to satisfy their lustful passions until the appearance of Jesus Christ, the true lawgiver, whom he had foreordained to rewrite his laws, deleting what he deemed unfit 
and confirming, magnifying, and even introducing new ones, as the following texts indicate he would have done. So one needs to read Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 to 4. So I read it now, but on your own time, you can also read the scriptures to assist. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighted. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he had set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his law. So that's Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 to 4. Concerning this said ministry of Jesus Christ, the true lawgiver, it is accordingly written in Isaiah chapter 42, verse 21, which states, The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law, meaning the first Jewish covenant, and make it honorable. So I just read Isaiah chapter 42, verse 21. And again, in Isaiah chapter 51, verse 4, it states, Hearken unto me, my people, and give air unto me, O my nation. For a law, meaning Christ's law, shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. So that was Isaiah chapter 51, verse 4. In time since, and brethren, online listeners, Jesus fulfilled those prophecies in Isaiah. He fulfilled the prophecies in Matthews chapter 5 through chapter 7. Accordingly, he upheld and even magnified some of those laws of the first covenant, which he deemed appropriate as instructions in righteousness for the New Testament saints. For example, the law relating to murder, he upheld and magnified it, widening it to include being angry with someone without a cause. So read Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 to 22 as confirmation. In addition, he upheld the law relating to idolatry and also magnified it to cover even the contemplative aspect of the act. So read Matthew chapter 5, verse 27 to 28 for verification or confirmation. Now with respect to the law relating to swearing, he repealed it entirely. So this can be seen by comparing Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 13, Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 20, or Malachi chapter 3 verse 5, in which swearing was a God-ordained statue under the first covenant with Matthew chapter 5 verses 34 to 37. So the following, therefore, speaks loudly to this point. And I'll be reading Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him 
and shall swear by his name. So that was Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. Now look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 to 37. And observe that Jesus neither upheld this precept, nor did he magnify it. Instead, he totally repealed it, as the following texts unmistakably show. So I'll be reading Matthew chapter 5, verse 33, 34, and 37. Again, he have heard that it had been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform thy oaths. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, but let your communication be, Yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these commit of evil. So that was Matthew chapter 5, verse 33, 34, and verse 37. Another law that suffered the same fate like that meted out to swearing was the law an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. In this case, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. So that can be found in Matthew chapter 5 verse 38 to 39. Now, with respect to the old, permissive, liberal law relating to divorce and remarriage, which can be found in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 1 to 2, Jesus dealt with it comprehensively. Accordingly, he repealed the Mosaic amendments that allowed for divorce and remarriage for almost any cause. And in addition, he then allowed for divorce and remarriage only on the ground of premarital infidelity. On the part of an engaged Jewish version, see Matthew chapter 5 verse 31 to 32, or Matthew chapter 19 verse 8 to 9, if in doubt. Please check these texts from the Old King James Version. For most of the new versions were specifically written to facilitate divorce and remarriage and have accordingly rendered the word pornea, P-O-R-N-E-I-A, as adultery instead of fornication. But if one reads Matthew chapter 19, verse 10, and Mark chapter 10, verse 2 to 12, Luke chapter 16, verse 18, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 to 11, and verse 39, and Romans chapter 7, verse 1 to 3, from the Old King James Version, one must be convinced that adultery could never be a Christ-approved ground for divorce and remarriage in this dispensation of grace. In closing, brethren, we can be sure that divorce and remarriage was allowed under the first or old covenant, primarily because God knew that the old covenant was destined to be rewritten by Jesus Christ. Therefore, when the hard-hearted men of Israel demanded that Moses amend the law to accommodate their lustful 
passions, he instructed Moses to accede to their ungodly wishes. And so did and so the Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 1 to 4 amendment was added to Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 to 24 statutes. Now, brethren, look at Malachi chapter 2, verse 12 to 16, or Mark chapter 10, verse 2 to 12, and see that Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 1 to 3, was never... God's plan for his Old Testament bride. Read Isaiah chapter 54 verses 48 as confirmation. But was only allowed until Christ, the true lawgiver, came. Who, very early in his earthly ministry, repealed it once and for all. As is indicated by Mark chapter 10, verses 2 to 12, Luke chapter 16, verse 18, or 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 to 11 and 39. Finally, my dear brethren, the fact that Jesus never thought that a man once married could have divorced his wife and married again was well understood by all his disciples. This fact can be gleaned from the salient comments made by them. After having heard Jesus' conclusion on this divorce and remarriage issue, the following quote surely highlights this fact, and I'm reading Matthew chapter 19, verse 10, which states, His disciples say unto him, if the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. So that was Matthew chapter 19, verse 10. Brethren, this Matthew chapter 19, verse 10 verse surely confirms the fact that all of Jesus' disciples understood that Jesus did not allow for divorce and remarriage on the grounds of adultery. Therefore, they said, if they were stuck with their wives until death, it was better for them to remain unmarried. This Matthew chapter 19 verse 10 verse has no other meaning and is proof that the modern renderings of Matthew chapter 5 verse 31 to 32 and Matthew chapter 19, verse 9 in these modern version Bibles are incorrect, and that the rendering of the old King James Version is appropriate in this instance at least. Because of this fact, we know that divorce and remarriage was allowed, meaning permitted, under the first covenant. Primarily because the first covenant was destined to be replaced and only held good until Jesus Christ. The seed, even the true lawgiver. Read Genesis chapter 49, verse 10, Psalm chapter 60, 
verse 7. Psalm 108, verse 8. Isaiah chapter 51, verse 4. And we saw that he came, Jesus Christ came and established his law. So read Isaiah chapter 42, verse 4. Then read Hebrews chapter 7, verse 12. Now the fact that Jesus is the true lawgiver can be seen by Jesus' use of this preamble. It had been said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 31. But I say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. Moreover, since Moses came from the tribe of Levi, he could not have been the true lawgiver if we are to believe Psalm 108, verse 8, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 4, Isaiah chapter 51, verse 4, or Hebrews chapter 7, verse 12, for that matter. Jesus, on the other hand, came from the tribe of Judah and as such was therefore qualified to be the final lawgiver as the text indicated which i've just shared previously and that ministry he manfully fulfilled as can be seen by his amendments repealings and enactments of his law in matthew chapters 5 through chapter 7. Yes, my dearly beloved brethren and online listeners, though I run the risk of being repetitious, it is absolutely necessary that we grasp this doctrinal point that the divorce and remarriage amendment of the first covenant that allowed for a man to dissolve his marriage for almost any reason was enacted by Moses because of hard-heartedness on the part of those lustful Jewish males on the one hand, and also because God had plans to repeal that liberal amendment at a later stage and re-establish his perfect and original marital law by Jesus Christ, the true and final lawgiver. So read Genesis 49, verse 10, Psalm chapter 60, verse 7, Psalm 108, verse 8, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 4, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 21, and Isaiah chapter 51, verse 4. So, for the reasons shared in this segment today, therefore, the divorce and remarriage for almost any cause, perceived or real, was allowed under the old covenant dispensation. For the Jews, however, Jesus allowed for it only on the grounds of fornication. As before, as I explained in my previous segment called fornication. For the Gentiles' nation, However, while separation is allowed, remarriage, but while one's marital partner is alive, 
is surely forbidden. I repeat, for the Gentiles nation, however, while separation is allowed, remarriage, while one's marital partner is alive, is surely forbidden. If in doubt, brethren, I am begging, please read Mark chapter 10, verse 2 to 12. Luke chapter 11, verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 to 11. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39. And Romans chapter 7, verse 3 to 1. And be fully persuaded that this is so. So that's the end of my segment today, brethren. I will be live next week again brethren jesus christ is returning and he will be returning soon please prepare yourselves for jesus christ's return surround yourselves with people who are walking on a straight and narrow path spend time and read the holy bible on a daily basis brethren we have to strengthen ourselves with the word for what lies ahead for true believers and Christians. Only the word will be able to strengthen us. So, have a safe and productive week. I love you and Jesus Christ love you. So, bye for now, brethren. Thank mm-hmm. you.